Welcome everybody to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. I am Doug. Over here is Bug. Down there is Tug. And what the fuck is that shit behind me, dude? Oh, that's season. Is that is that a Christmas tree? Is that what I think it is? It's beginning to look a lot like bowl season. Oh yeah, you know what that means, right? Armed forces. You know what that means, right? Armed forces (laughs) bowl. Yeah. Every year for you. Every maybe. year, that's what this means. <laughs> what did you think? Except it that means, one bug? year it was the Cheetos Bowl, which is no longer a thing. Right. The Cheez It Bowl. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, not, it, not it's the not Cheetos close Bowl. Enough, I, 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 I said Cheetos, and I was like, that don't sound right. But we're gonna roll with it. I. Yeah, because it it wasn't right. That's right. That's why it didn't sound. Who were you right. thinking, Bug? Before talking, I, I was thinking armed it, forces bowl shit. Armed forces bullshit. <laughs> I've already made I, my I first was also prediction. Thinking, I was also thinking uh, transfers roasting in the open portal, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> the portal opened today. If you've seen all the news of people announcing before today, that was all either speculation or leaks and today is the day they were actually entered in the portal which or is why there's big names today because that shit got clamped down until the day it was actually announced so that's cool i was gonna say there were a few bigger names like dj uh who did enter the portal early but that was because his head coach had left there are things in there for that but today's yeah. the first official day of the portal it's called yeah. exceptions to the rule Exactly. Which apparently the NCAA believes in for the transfer portal, but not for JMU going to New Year's Six Bowl in their second year. Yeah, they lost the game anyway. It would have been Liberty regardless. Yeah, it's fair. They they were always going to play Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl. Well, no, Air Force was always in the Armed Forces Bowl. There was no question there. Let's (laughs) let's be real here. Liberty... We'll talk about it more, I'm sure, as the the days and weeks go on. But it is interesting how Liberty's resume was apparently enough for them to get into a New Year's Six Bowl, but FSU's wasn't because Jordan Travis is hurt. And, oh, by the way, he's not a Heisman finalist, so he's not even one of the top four players in the country. Forget that they're different entities that decide this shit to begin with. But that was the whole crux of this is, oh, well, your strength of schedule plus your best players out. So, I mean, we can't put you in. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to come in and I'm going to say, well, technically Florida state is in a new year's six bowl. They are playing Liberty. Uh, They're playing Georgia. Oh, who's Liberty playing? Oregon. Oregon. Okay. I still thought you you got to keep up with the discord, man. Everybody else knows this stuff because they're in their discord and they're watching what I post in the discord, except for you or the host of the show, not keeping up with our own discord. I gotta keep Come it on, fun, man. man. I gotta keep it fun. You know, I thought I'm I had just... seen somewhere that they were playing. Either way, they're still in a New Year's Six. There's no way Georgia and Florida State are not in a New Year's Six. Yes, they're playing well, each other. Yeah, right. well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so technically, Florida. <laughs> no, it's not. But technically, Florida State did with their resume still make a New Year's Six bowl, which is what Liberty got. So I'm not saying I agree with here's you. here's the bottom line. There's going there's a chance that we have three teams that claim the national championship at the end of the season UCF only one of them will I recognize <laughs> and it'll be FSU 
It'd be great if UCF just came in just and claimed UCF. another one. It's just out of nowhere. <laughs> no, no, we, we claim it too. If everyone's doing this, we claim one. <laughs> well, if Alabama wins, I think New Mexico State gets it by the transitive property because they beat Auburn by more than Alabama beat Auburn. <laughs> That's the I, second I one Ben will approve. Well. So I take that back. I would I would recognize two national champions. <laughs> of the four. <laughs> two of the four. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how that would work for Jerry Kill's bonus. Does that kick in? It wouldn't affect it at all. I, I'm sure. I don't even think he, they have a national championship clause in there. They do, he probably just owns the university at that point. It's how many? $50,000. Oh my God. So he owns the university because I'm pretty sure tuition to New Mexico State's like seven bucks. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into it before this gets any more off. So we have an entire round two of the FCS playoffs. We also have 10 FBS conference championships and one FCS conference championship that we picked the winners for. Those were all of the games this weekend. I watched a majority of them, though I will admit I did not see all of them. Uh, hopefully you guys can fill in the gaps. Did you, did at least one of you watch the Mountain West championship game? I was refing during that time. Come on. Unreal. I have to wear the stripes every now and then. I'm sorry. Gross. <laughs> the one thing I needed you to do that I didn't tell you beforehand. Come on. Why did you not read my mind and watch Boise State? Because <laughs> I'm still mad at the Mountain West, okay? I'm mad at that whole season. No, 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 no. You're mad at Air Force. Get it right. You're mad at Troy Calhoun. Yeah, Let's but by by proxy, that means the Mountain West. So we picked every game there was, which means we didn't have any bonus games, no bonus points to award this week, which means the bonus points will look the same as they do right now. I'm plus 11. Tug is 7-3. Bug is 6-0. and oh. That's the way the bonus points will remain for the rest well, of our I'm time w- here this season. I want to propose something. Okay. So, live edits to the rules. Live edits to the the rules. I don't know what our plan is going to be for the FBS playoffs. At the current moment, I think all three of us are boycotting. I I will have the stripes on for the semifinal games. That that doesn't matter because you're boycotting. Yes, I exactly why I make no plans on uh, undoing that. Right. Which could make things kind of interesting. Right. So we still will make picks and we will review them based off what happened leading up to the semifinal games. And we'll tell you what the scores of those games were. And we'll review based on what we know previously to the national championship, unless we have a change of heart, which is possible. I doubt it. I, pro- <laughs> I propose if we get, if you get a perfect national championship game if you pick both semifinals it's a bonus point and then if you pick the winner before those games even take place it is a second bonus point so we'll pick the semifinals and the championship the, when we make the, our bowl season picks the best part about this is it's bowl season so bug doesn't need the additional help <laughs> right but i'm here for it i mean i'm in I, i'm in i don't i don't think i can mathematically i don't think i can mathematically catch doug you you can you can definitely can but also 
Uh, I'll go ahead and make my predictions right now then. I'm picking Alabama-Texas rematch, and it's going to be Alabama. Yeah, that's exactly what I had already had. I mean, easiest (laughs) shit ever. Lock that down right now. It's about the money. So all I need is Michigan and Washington and Washington win, and then I I profit. Which is now going to happen. Thanks, Bug. Appreciate it. Well, no, it's not going to happen because he went different. If he had gone in line with us, then that's exactly what would have happened. That makes no sense. That's I just our it. luck. Yeah. <laughs> There's no logic we will, behind it. We'll make the official picks when we do our bowl selection show. But I figured it'd be better yeah. to to kind of get that out there right now. And I say we're in a boycott. I think we're all upset about it. You can check out our Discord to see just how upset about it we are if you want. Yeah. But for right now, we are officially boycotting it. We'll just leave it at that. We've all kind of had our moments yeah. of rage and anger in the Discord. It's not, you know. it's not okay what the committee did for multiple reasons. And I went into all of them in the Discord when I was supposed to be working. And I think Mike Norvell has gone into <laughs> all of them. And I think Jordan yeah. Travis has gone into some of them, which and- I... When I saw this tweet, Rick Scott started to go into some of them, (laughs) trying to get the federal government involved. Apparently, the Florida State AD ripped into him, too. Well, yeah. Of course. So, two things. uh, Actually, three. One, I didn't know what to really think of Jordan Travis's comments until you said it was disgusting that he felt that way. And I was like, that I actually agree with that 100%. Second, uh, fuck Paul Feinbaum. He can go suck SEC cock somewhere else. I don't want to hear it yeah. anymore. Uh, yeah. And three, Florida State absolutely should say, we're not going to the Orange Bowl, but wait until it's a week before the game so they're fucked and can't find another team to fill it. So, so I just thought of something. I can talk about My it now, stand. or we can save it for after, but it's about why the SEC keeps getting this kind of love. Um because they have a deal with the ESPN with the SEC network. It's that, all about the money. That's it. So what if and the only major network I can think of that doesn't have a an entire conference on them, they do have a team. But what if what if we found a way and it wouldn't happen cuz money and contracts it's already set. What if NBC took it over? Yeah, they have an agreement with the Big 10. So that's yeah, that's a partial to... that's also... a partial agreement. That's not a also, the ESPN also owns the ACC and the ACC network. So that yeah, argument they, is a little bit moot to me, although much. I would agree they don't pay near that, as we much need, the ACC. that we need to get money out of Correct. that exact direct money out of the committee selection process, which leaves me with only like two options. We need the playoff to be decided by Netflix <laughs> or like... YouTube, Amazon. Netflix has officially done live sports now with the uh, uh, what was it the the Netflix or Apple Apple or whatever. Or Google. Yeah. So I hate all those options, but yeah. So here's here's really where I think it needs to go, and we've said this it's for a live few stream years. on Twitch. Here's, here's we've said this for a Amazon. few years now, but it, no, it it needs to be a computer based poll, and what I mean by that is I don't necessarily need it to be. Have you seen exactly the BCS like poll, the, though? Yeah, but but now we're expanding it. So I'm not saying just take the top two BCS teams. Right? That's well, I'm saying the top. In. The BCS even had Alabama ahead of – the BCS poll had Alabama ahead of Texas and FSU. 
Or maybe it wasn't ahead of FSU, but it definitely had them ahead of Texas. It it doesn't need to be that. And and this might not be the right answer, and this might be a shameless plug. I don't care. The way the BDT rankings come in and take into every little factor into account, that's the way it needs to be. That's the way it needs to be built. Takes in strength of schedule, third down efficiency, right? It takes every penalties for and against. So here's... The issue with that, it needs going, to get away from the eye test. Yes, but there is some element of like the games that were played need to matter. So even even in instances of I, I've had situations where the BDT trench ratings would put an Alabama above a Texas, for example, in this scenario, those need to be flipped. For an actual rankings, like, like, because Texas beat Alabama at Alabama by ten points. So you you so so here's my thought: you can either a use the basis of the computer poll and then make those manual adjustments that are based off objective criteria, versus the eye test, which let's be real, we all know is who makes more money. Uh, or the eye you, test, as in who attracts the most eyes. Yeah, or. <laughs> The other option is to code that in there. Again, I didn't say that BDT trench ratings are perfect. I think they're on the right track. But you, nor I, nor Bug are software developers. So we're start and we're doing this all, or you're doing this all in Excel. Right. There's a better way to do it. The the top four per the like simulated BCS computer would have been Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and Florida State. So Texas deserves to be in there, and they missed it. But that's the top twelve. Since we're going to a twelve-team playoff, and this is the most fucked-up thing about it, I saw this coming. I didn't see this exactly, but I saw this coming from a mile away this season. The way things were shaking out leading up to this point, I saw it coming that we were going to have an issue where the twelve-team playoff would have been perfect this year. Would have been absolutely yeah. perfect. You saw it coming, but the yeah. problem, <laughs> the the other <laughs> problem is. I personally don't think that Liberty deserves to be the group of five team in the New Year's Six Bowl, and they would they would fill that twelve team playoff spot. This so last this I checked, I don't I, think they're giving it to all the group of five conferences either. No, they're and not. That, I this think is why cost, that would, and that's ridiculous because one, I don't think Oklahoma, who was twelfth in this simulated BCS ranking, I don't think they deserve to be in anyway. Maybe Ole Miss does, but again, they're right on the cusp too. There's there's a lot more that's going to go into this, and I I do think that there are some better teams that more deserving teams that could have gone in. So I just I I don't even know that a twelve team playoff is going to solve it. I know because Doug, it won't. It will not solve it. And and I know Doug disagrees with my long term solution that I think it needs to go. It needs to be a sixteen team playoff at a minimum. Or we can completely copy the FCS and use a 2014 playoff if you really want to. Just throwing it out there. Every conference gets an auto bid, but here's the thing. Just because you won a conference does not guarantee you a rank of 1 through 10. You still rank them after that, right? So the MAC champion, let's be real, would be sitting probably at about the, in a 16-team playoff, 14 or 15 seed. CUSA, probably the 16 seed. And that's okay. 
that's the way I want to go with it. Don't you're you're winning the conference gets you in the playoff. It does not guarantee you a seed. So it's looking like what will happen long term actually is that we're going to have Florida State, North Carolina, maybe Clemson, Miami join Big Ten SEC. They're going to break away from the NCAA entirely. We're going to have a power two separate from everything else. Big Ten SEC are going to be their own entity. And everybody else that's currently in the FPS will then be on a little bit more level of a playing field regardless. So it kind of won't matter. And 12 teams will be more than enough. Probably should have been eight in that scenario, actually. So it's I'm. Fine. I'm interested to see how the NCAA handles that because if they go and create their own league in the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, which is entirely possible, I understand it. It's probably where it needs to go at this point. Do they just kick out the institution as a whole? Because while this is true for sure. foot, if this is true for football, it's not true for all the other sports. And at, yeah. w- and at what point do these? I mean, granted, they have the money now with these TV contracts, but exactly that's that's going to be the other. It doesn't the other matter anymore. That's what it is. That's that's what they were. That's probably what they've been waiting on this entire time, is enough money that it doesn't matter anymore if the NCAA just kicks yep. out entirely. So they're still living up to their Title IX obligations, but they're done with the NCAA. Well, and they're going to need to live up to their Title IX because that's U.S. code, and that's, that's where that interest was. That's literally from. like the only yeah. thing that the federal government Correct. cares about with the colleges anymore, is <laughs> that so they live up to Title IX obligations. <laughs> so. Do you have the same amount of men's and women's sports? Okay, we're good. No opportunities. Is the other one football? Then you're fine. Because <laughs> there is no equivalent. Right. That's it. Playoffs. We'll talk about playoffs. Oh, jeez. You kidding me? Yeah. Playoffs? About time. We're getting back to some games here. Some bug. It actually matters. All right. Yep. Yes, playoffs round two. Playoffs. Playoffs. That's way better than fucking how we're What is the actual recording? So, wow. Playoffs. Yeah. All right. Starting us off here. It is a an all CAA matchup to start off our day. Richmond at Albany. Two of the three teams that tied atop the CAA standings. And holy shit, they're not tied anymore. Albany whooped their fucking asses 41 to 13. Yep. Uh, Albany came out to play. Did you guys see the play where the quarterback fumbled the ball like on the handoff and just went and picked it up and scored? Yeah. <laughs> that that about describes how the Spiders' day went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richmond couldn't do anything. Nope. And Albany is 6-0 and this year at home and probably their last home game. Because they're a five seed and not any higher, but and very impressive. No, that was definitely a very, very impressive game. We might very well see them in multiple categories of the BDT awards coming up soon to be announced. Anyway, next up here, a Missouri Valley CAA contest, Youngstown State at Villanova. Villanova dominated this one the entire way. 45-28 is your final score. As Bug and I had said up at the beginning of this, Youngstown State is a very different team when they're away from home. I took a so flyer on them. It, it bit me Yeah, actually a couple times today when I uh, took a flyer. But you, sometimes at this point in the season you need to. I don't mind taking the L here. Uh, Nova came out and dominated and 
while this is still a 17-point spread, three-score game, I still say that Youngstown State made this look closer at the end of the game than it actually was the entire game. I mean, sure. But at some point, you call that garbage time when it's multiple that's, that's what Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so, they started scoring garbage time touchdowns to make this game look relatively close when it was not. Tell you who made it look close for a minute. Chattanooga at number seven, Furman. Furman did win this one 26-7, but Chattanooga looked like the better team for the first quarter. And then Furman came to town. <laughs> it's almost like they were playing at home. And you know Furman's pretty upset with the outcome of the last game of the weekend uh, because I, I do believe that home crowd was what made the difference uh, yeah. for the Paladins here. I agree. I agree. Uh, we all did pick the Paladins, though, and they are moving on. No upsets so far. This one is no exception. Sacramento State at South Dakota. Yeah, a 10-point game in Vermilion. South Dakota does move on here. I this think. was this was a classic Big Sky uh, Missouri Valley football conference uh, matchup. The Yotes took this one again. I think the home crowd helped them. Uh, it was uh, – it's the other side of the state, but it was windy out here on this weekend. I don't know if that played a factor or not out that way. I mean, that's like 18 hours away from you. So Probably not. Since it's, it's, in a only dome. Like, it's only like four and a half, and you're right. Good point. It's also in a dome. I keep forgetting that Brookings uh, in South Dakota State is the only outdoor state. It's just like the snow had a huge effect on the Idaho game because it was coming yep. down there. <laughs> Dude, that – Seeing that dome still throws me off because it looks like it's a high school basketball gymnasium. Yeah. And the <laughs> goalposts don't even was have doors. The goalposts don't even have the center strut. It's just hanging right. It's, the yeah. It, it was because Amazing. it was outdoor, which well, I'm not going to sit here and act like I knew this shit. I heard it on the broadcast. It was outdoors until they decided, hey, the weather kind of fucking sucks here. Let's build a dome. <laughs> And uh, that's exactly what it looks like. The it looks like they said, it. we're going to put a roof on this. Yeah. Yep. Mer- Mercer yep. went to uh, South Dakota State, or they planned to. Uh, South Dakota State said, uh, no, it might as well just turn back home. Handled this one 41 nothing as expected. Yep. Yeah, the Jacks still look as good as ever, like the true number one seed in this playoff, which, hey, what do you know? They are. Yeah, kind of crazy. They were like crazy. 30-something point favorites, and that was uh, low for them. So that's that's. That's cool. Also, actually, this is an interesting stat. They're not Iowa. They didn't hit the under there. The Sagarin ratings, which are one of the computer polls that used to be in the BCS calculation, does rank all of Division I college football. The highest an FCS school has ever been in the Sagarin ratings is number 17. South Dakota State right now is at number 20. They are closing in. If they keep dominating the playoffs like this, they very well might find themselves in the top 15 or so. I like it. Of the entire Division One, according to the Sagarin ratings, which I kind of believe because, holy shit, this is a dominant FCS team on, uh, on some North Dakota State type shit. <laughs> Speaking of North Dakota State. <laughs> in certain di- direction, Dakota State is really good at football. Yeah, this one did come down to a blocked field goal in overtime, though. Not even a field goal, a blocked IPAT. Just incredible. North Dakota State becomes the winningest program in FCS history in the playoffs. 
And uh, it's just insane considering they've only been winning in the playoffs for like 11 years. They've just been winning at every game. <laughs> so, so Bug just brought up don't lose. This. It's like Nick Saban in the in the playoff, right? So uh, I'm really gonna pick. Bug brought up this stat Saturday night. It might have changed my pick uh, if I had heard about this Wednesday. Uh, North Dakota State has won now five straight against Montana State in the playoffs. Five straight eliminations. That's brutal. Uh, Montana State did look good through this game. It's just again, your special teams have to be special, and well, North Dakota State's was. It definitely hurt Montana State that it looked like both of their quarterbacks were playing with some. Some nagging injuries, kind of a deal. Which could explain uh, they, their they do run a two team. quarterback system. They've run it very effectively, so no knock on that. But just didn't seem to work out this time because neither of them were able to move like normal. Also, we were we've been talking up this North Dakota State passing game. Uh, Cam Miller threw like eleven passes and completed six of them for like three yards or whatever. More than that, but Air Force still, style, <laughs> practically nothing. Holy shit, North Dakota State played this like they would have two years ago and won in a way they would have like two years ago. <laughs> that's that's equally terrifying. They've now found multiple ways to win again, which uh, with you, when you give North Dakota State confidence on multiple different methods of beating you, that's a scary proposition. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm afraid of another North Dakota State South Dakota State National Championship or even a North Dakota State Montana or I, I got to see the bracket to see how they all break out again but I would love to see a South we Dakota could, State we Montana. could get a yeah that's fun but uh, we could get a Dakota marker natty again yeah we could. we could no but that that matchup scares me because it's a great like when I say it scares me, it excites me a lot. Like, that is a very good matchup, just like North Dakota State against Montana or Montana against South Dakota State. Those are fantastic matchups. You know, it wasn't a good fucking matchup. You know, it was a really horrible matchup. The Blue Hens. <laughs> it was Montana, Delaware at Montana. So it turns Ooh. out bears eat hens. Who <laughs> would have guessed? <laughs> So this is Delaware's last FCS playoff game ever, as they have announced they're moving to Conference USA starting in 2025, which means they will play in the CAA next year, but the CAA will make them ineligible for any postseason activities, Trash. as the CAA does to all teams who leave the Trash CAA. So, so question. And the NCAA is making them ineligible because it's the okay. first year of their transition, which means the scholarship limits no longer apply. So they're they're not beholden to FCS scholarship rules. Yeah. Meaning it's the same, the same thing as Kennesaw State this year and Jacksonville State last year. So their first year of bowl eligibility will be 2026 when they're full members of Conference USA. But next year is the last year of FCS play, even though they're not eligible for anything else. Confusing. I, I know. No, it's Delaware not confusing. Their- I just hate it. <laughs> Delaware played their last playoff game ever, which is kind of crazy. Delaware has been one of the more successful, one of the biggest brands in the FCS for quite a while. How uh, how are you gonna actually- feel about their how are you gonna feel about that color scheme and uniform pattern and helmet 
design being on two FBS teams. So Montana looked really good. <laughs> Montana looks scary as hell. Uh, and Furman's really upset that Delaware couldn't do something because right. because now they have to play Montana and holy shit. And they could have it could have been a semifinal game, but they decided to sit all their starters to play their rival and blew that fucking game. <laughs> so idiots, morons. <laughs> now so you I, have to play Montana at Montana <laughs> in December. Get fucked. I I do want to loop back real quick to uh, Delaware moving up and loop it back to our conversation earlier, Doug, about the the winds of change in the NCAA and the possibility of uh, the Big Ten and SEC leaving. And I think these are all the beginning signs of it. There's more teams that are making the jump year over year to the FBS, um, which a lot of these teams haven't done because they're competitive down at the FCS level. They're starting to see this change. They're starting to see a little bit more money. So now they're willing to make the jump to the FBS level. And I think in a few years, so so let's pose this question while while I'm on it. If the Big Ten and the SEC do leave, do you just merge the FBS and the FCS? No. Okay. That's fair. No, that's, that. no that's there's fair. still there's still levels to this shit. We're talking about still like 200 institutions who have different ability to invest in football. I just so. want to figure out why we can have all these teams in one division, one in college basketball, but not college football. Yeah. Cause well, uh, you don't, basketball is way easier to compete in. Yeah. So yeah, there's 10 guys on a team versus a hundred. Mm-hmm. And equipment's a little bit pricier for football. turns out. No pads are, are are costlier than shorts. Well, and on, or sneakers. Unlike college basketball, there's four quarters in football too, not just two halves. Right. Yeah, which the, drives down the cost so much. Yes. We're gonna get we're gonna get fucking derailed if we get on that topic. The anyway. last game of the night was a fucking heartbreaker for all yeah. SIU fans. It was a hot heart stopper for all vandals fans man it was i mean it was a heart stopper for football fans this yeah was and it was a prob- it was a good time for me i i gotta say this was probably the best game of the whole fucking weekend i would oh, agree yeah. like any level yep siu their defense is what got them here like uh, we we've talked about this a little bit in the discord as well they're they're missing two receivers they have one yeah really reliable receiver and they have a pretty good tight end Nobody else is reliable. There were three or four drop passes that changed the game. There was a punt return, which was the first touchdown they'd given up in, you know, seven quarters of play. Yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, I mean, it because it came, what, in the third quarter? So that was at least six. And then however many quarters they went in the last regular season game. Point being, the defense is not where this game was lost. The offense, maybe you could say that's where the game was lost. Special teams. It was all special teams because you don't you don't give up that touchdown. You're not in the position at the end of the game. The defense the defense right. only gave up one touchdown. The turnover game they lost that. They had a, a amazing drive going where the ball just popped out. That's points you take off the board. And then, man, absolutely gutting. Uh, Jake Baumgart's from my hometown. I don't share the same uh, connection that a lot of my friends do. That. His father is one of the girls' track coaches. He's a teacher at the junior high. They remember when Jake was my kid's age. I mean, 
this I feel awful for this kid. He went, fought, got his job back, and then the line let him down, letting somebody through. And here's the worst part. I've seen this thrown around a, a little bit, right? Now, it, it's kind of the same vein where we're talking about Ryan Day and not being aggressive at the end of the game in the Ohio State game against Michigan. Elected to just run the clock out. What I you can tell me if you if I'm crazy. They get five, maybe ten more yards. Ten for sure, maybe five. The way that ball was blocked, five, ten more yards, it probably still goes in. Because he barely got a piece of it. And it it fell about in the middle of the end zone, maybe a little bit closer than that. It's hard to tell. It, it's weird. It's hard to tell without that center beam holding the goalposts up. But that ball still had plenty of juice in it, plenty of leg. And I think five, ten, ten more yards for sure. I think that thing still goes through. Dude, did you watch the rest of this game? You know how hard five to ten yards was to come by? I I know. I know. So it that you saying that's actually (laughs) gonna loop me into what I was gonna talk about because I do think a big difference in this game. Special teams is definitely the X factor in this game. Idaho's special teams was special. Uh, Idaho's special teams got them 13 of their 20 points. Yeah. But what I do wanna wanna talk about is again how hard the five yards were to come by. You had first and goal from the one, and it took Idaho eight plays to put that in. Now, four of them didn't count. Four of them didn't count because they were penalties, but eight plays. Yeah. In that, man. Yeah. I keep thinking back to that, to that PI at the, uh, on the fourth and goal. Did he get there early? Yes. Was it that yeah. significant of contact that I'm throwing right. that flag as the umpire in the middle of the field? I probably not. Not for me. Not in that game with that on the line. That looks like a good football play. He was making a play at the ball. That's. But it makes an awfully compelling case for SIU to be up there for our defensive line of the year award. It does. It really does. Be, it is, no. It's coming up, folks. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> oh, man. It was. I never thought I could love a defense. Like I don't hate defensive battles, but I I never thought I could love a defensive battle as much as I love this game. Objectively, this was an amazing game. These by by all accounts. When yes. I when you guys hear me say I love defense and I love defensive battles, I don't mean the six to zero Patriots game uh, this past weekend. I don't mean Nebraska and Northwestern fumbling through you, life. Look, I that mean, Patriots game, Iowa going my, ten and two while scoring like three touchdowns. Like no, I I enjoy that, games. I enjoy games like this right here. These are the defensive battles where the defense <laughs> is giving everything. The offenses just can't beat them. The offense is giving everything it has. The defenses are just winning. There's a difference there versus the offensives just being in complete shambles. Yeah, yeah, but those are so hard to come by. That it's hard to be like a pure fan of that. That's so, why I love I, them when they do happen. I legitimately, if you missed every single football game this past weekend and you want to watch the best one, this is it. Watch this one. Yeah, I was up till two in the morning watching this game. Yep, I don't same. regret a second of it. <laughs> it <was laughs> beautiful. <with> <laughs> uh, but also, I'm wearing the Idaho hat because that blocked field goal and the interception in overtime and the field goal in overtime meant that I went eight for eight in round two of the FCS playoffs, which if you watched our show last week, 
that is such a massive improvement. We all went terrible in the round one. Round you know what two. they say, Doug? Blind squirrels find a nut every once in a while. You went eight, yeah. and eight. I went seven, or you went eight for eight. I went seven for eight. Bug, no, you, didn't. you went six for eight. Oh, did I go six for eight? And then you also yeah. went six for eight. I went no. seven for eight. Should <laughs> I mix up a Re- couple of those? I did. I thought yeah. you had one yes. wrong on the first slide. <laughs> We're good. I had the right numbers. I just applied them to the wrong person. Anyway. And this is why you don't get to keep track of the records. Correct. <laughs> all right. Are there conference championship games? Uh, these are all the logos of them, if you're this watching. This is where I went Which, downhill. So I lied to you, Bug. I'm sorry about that. Conference USA did have this gray shit in their logo. They just didn't publish any logo with the gray in it anywhere. They are trying so hard to be the American Athletic Conference. It's insane. The only place I could find this logo exact this way was in a New Mexico State graphic on their Instagram, which is where I pulled this from because it looked better for our slides. But then I look on the field and on ESPN when they're talking about the game, and it's this logo with the gray in it. Conference USA, get your shit together. I, the logo you're actually I've using been saying logo. that for fucking years. They're they're trying Ooh. to. They're trying to show that they're the feeder conference for the American. I mean <laughs> New Mexico State and the American would, would, would <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me. Do it. Do it. At least wait until Jerry Phil retires again. But Liberty did win this game in a fantastic battle. Uh, 49-35 was your final score. And Liberty is going to the New Year's Six Bowl because of that result of the American Conference Championship as well. Uh, 133rd ranked strength of schedule out of 133 teams. (laughs) Yeah, and this is is why I... But they do beat New Mexico State twice. Yeah, they beat New Mexico State twice. Somebody put up there that they had six wins against both teams. Let's pump the fucking brakes. That's a real creative way to say they beat New Mexico State twice. Right. Um, and frankly, the New Mexico State they beat at the beginning of the year was not a bowl team. The New Mexico right. State they beat this week absolutely was. Uh, technically, they didn't lie, but, man, that that is a deceiving statistic right there, let me tell you. I can say whatever I I can make statistics say whatever I want them to say. All right. That's why we don't ask Democratic National Convention. That's just all right. Moving on. (laughs) The last ever Pac-12 game in their existence. Did you did you see did you see all the mascots hanging out behind the end zone? Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that was such a big deal to everybody. That's like a thing for championship games. The ACC did the exact same thing. I, I know, and but the thing was everybody, everybody wanted to put the Paul Walker died music to it. And Oh, to, come you know, on. Emotion. Yeah. Have you seen Fast I mean, 7? Yes. I haven't. Actually, Tug and I saw it in theaters together. Neither has Paul Walker, though. I so knew that was coming. No, I love that movie series. That still hurts me, okay? Uh, what also hurts is we all picked Oregon to win this game, and Washington wins this one by three points yet again. The third time they have beaten Oregon by three points in the last three meetings. 
So the difference <laughs> in this game, I just want to highlight is uh, we were all fooled. Michael Penix has looked hurt for the past three weeks and he came out like, nah, man, I'm fine. And that's the difference in the game. <laughs> like, Pretty much. Yeah. I was crazy. He's a Heisman finalist now. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. You know who isn't a Heisman finalist is Jordan Travis. <laughs> We'll get, we'll get there. Nope. We'll, get not, there. we'll get there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma State, they really did try at some points in this. I'll give so, them that. So I expected Texas to shoot itself in its foot, uh, but Sarkeesian has that program doing good things right now, and they absolutely did not. Uh, I thought the moment was going to get to Texas. It did not. So Oklahoma State comes Question. out on the losing end. Question. Answer. How can a Longhorn shoot himself in the foot when Pistol Pete's the one holding the pistols? I hate you. <laughs> I will say, Gun- Mike Gundy made a few pro coaching calls. He had a very – Texas subbed late, and he said, hey, fat boy, walk over here. I'm subbing you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And walk. forced Texas to Don't take run. him away a game. <laughs> Which knocked him out of field goal range or put him in a position where they weren't going to go for it. I don't remember See, what See, I – all right. Legitimately, Sark- I know Sark- I know Tug, you're going to hate this. I know you're going to hate this. But I watched in Austin P Central Arkansas game that I went to. Uh, Austin P tried that same exact shit, and mm-hmm. the refs called a delay a game on the defense. Which so, so here's my thing, and here's, here's why I, I think kind this of needs to understand. go. Here's where this needs to go. I think if you're going to give the defense the last chance to sub, which I understand, that's the right call to do. Pause the play clock. Pause the game clock. Give it a five-second pause. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I hate to say it, but... Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I, <laughs> did, hold on, crazy. Did you watch the game? You know, know he didn't you watch the, the fucking game. Are you kidding me? Well, no, if he did, I was screwed from the beginning. <laughs> Every time he watches Oklahoma State and Kansas City, they lose. I mean, you were screwed anyway. You picked Oklahoma State. We knew how this was going to end for you. Yeah, uh, you're I think not you, wrong. Yeah, inside, you knew how this was going to end for you. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Doug, the you called it on this one, game. though. Oh, yeah. Miami of Ohio wins the MAC 23-14. to 14. Now, interesting tidbit about the MAC title game. Uh, it's been held at Ford Field since 2004. It is the longest-running championship game in the FBS at a single venue, which is kind of cool. Also, Ford Field is a very nice venue. Also, uh, Miami extends the streak of now going on 11 years since we've had a repeat champion in that max title game. <laughs> and it's a non-Power 5 conference that has a neutral site championship game that's been there I know. longer than that. I think that's probably the more impressive part. That If this was the SEC being in – it's not the Georgia Dome anymore, but if this was the it's SEC – Right. If this was the SEC, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It is. You could tell me this again next year, and I'd probably still be surprised uh, yeah. because it, it well, doesn't compute that the MAC would be – I'll, I'll stick it in my pocket then and bring it up again because <laughs> it's been going on since 2004 at Ford Field, and it rhymes a little bit, which means it's easy to remember. I have no. definitely missed a pick. Crazy Frog. Yeah, you missed Oregon. And oh, Oregon. I missed on this next one, which is the Mountain West title game. We all missed uh, on be- this one. Whew. Oh, man. 
So, so like you're on a streak here. The only ones you're missing are ones that we all missed. Boise Which is State. Good for him. Boise State fired their head coach. And goes and undefeated then went the rest away. Undefeated the rest of the way and wins the conference with their interim head coach. If they had fired him before the Memphis game, they go to a New Year's <laughs> Six game. They go to the New Year's Six Bowl. How brutal for Andy Avalos, though. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm thinking Jesus about this way. How, how yeah, brutal for the team is without you. <laughs> How brutal for the AD right now? Because now you're going to make a decision. You have rumors that Kellen oh, no. Moore is interested in the head coaching job, or you keep no, the interim. He hired. There was him. no decision. Oh, okay. There he already hired, hired already. He hired him. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't. You don't. You don't get an audition like that and be like, actually, Kellen Moore. Yeah, right. I, I want because not only did Boise State win, they dominated this game. It was forty-four yes. to twenty, and as far as I can tell, it was never that close. I didn't actually tune in at any point in this game. I saw highlights of it, which is not the same thing. I understand, but also that Boise State had all the highlights, right. and UNLV had like none of them. So Boise State <laughs> jumped out early, which is what they've tended to do the past few yeah. weeks. Uh, it made UNLV play catch up, and historically, UNLV even this season has not been great at playing the catch up game. Yeah, they're much better at playing the mustard game. Yes, I hate you, you get mustard when you're out in front. So <laughs> I had a point to make about why I missed this one, but I don't care anymore. Moving on to the American Athletic Conference, the real game that game. sent Liberty to the New Year's Six. Right, because SMU knocked off Tulane 26 to 14 here. Honestly, SMU felt like they won by even more. I know it's a two score game, but damn, SMU played well. They were certainly in control. Tulane could not get anything done on the offense. And it's not like SMU was just smothering them, they were just countering everything they did. There wasn't an open receiver anywhere. Tulane never really committed to a ground game, which I think really hurt them. And SMU just had an answer for everything that Tulane did on both sides of the ball. So, like, Texas and SMU, and even Washington for that matter, do they all get to hang their banners or do they, like, get to put them up for, like, three days and then put them in the trophy room for historical facts because they no longer belong to any of those conferences? You hang it forever. Right. Yeah. I mean, Memphis probably has some Conference USA titles in the in the rafters. No, they don't because they sucked ass in Conference USA. <laughs> I, I knew that. I legitimately, maybe they won it when Danzel Williams was there, but that is a big maybe. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to rub it in a little bit. I'm sorry. They do. Oddly <laughs> enough, they have some Missouri Valley Conference championships. In the oh, Hall there you game. go. There you go. Yeah, Oklahoma State has some big eight banners. Well, the Big exactly. 8 became the Big 12. That's just an evolution thing. Yeah. It's the same conference. It's like the this Pac-10 ain't the Confederacy. The we aren't tearing down statues. Western Kentucky has uh old conference titles. All right, fair enough. From from their FCS days. What what a way for the these to go out though. Is that 3 for 3 on teams leaving their conference that have now won the championship? No. I actually think it is. Does it I mean, Does Oregon, really Washington count? were both going to the Big Ten. So okay, yeah. so they hang Does their it, first Big Ten championship banner. The pack, the no. Pac twelve is dissolving. Does it really count for them? Yeah, it does. Technically, Oklahoma and M has some banners. That's fair. Got them into a playoff. Anyway, 
SEC championship time. First round of the playoffs. Uh, Yeah. Georgia fucked it up. Georgia wins this game. We're looking at four undefeated conference champions. Auburn fucking wins two weeks ago. We're looking at four undefeated conference champions. If if Georgia wins this game, Texas doesn't get in. Texas got in because they wanted to put Alabama in. And Texas had to be because of the head-to-head, as we've talked about. Texas has to be ahead of Alabama. So I just want to point out that ever since Crazy Frog in the chat asked if I'd lost a single game yet, I've lost three in a row. So that's he's how banned Jinx from chatting right. now. That's how Jinx is <laughs> Did you actually ban him? No. No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that game. It just pisses me off. I'd rather talk I know, about it. I know. Me too. Uh, Alabama won. And we didn't pick them. Moving on to SWAC Championship. Accurate. <laughs> so this was delayed uh, a couple of times for torrential downpours. You have to say something nice about your rival now because that's what Crazy Frog just redeems. So we'll we'll get back to the SWAC Championship here in a minute. So say something nice uh, about Michigan, please. Okay. They are ranked number one in the college football playoff committee rankings. And uh, based on the results on the field so far, they have the resume to back that up. That's as nice I can as see the pain be. in your eyes. I'll let you go back to talking about the SWAC championship that, as you were saying, was delayed a couple times for weather. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you I lost the train of thought. It, you mean to tell me there was painful. weather in Florida in the middle of, well, beginning Crazy, of December? Right? It rained in Florida? Wild. Never would have guessed. Like, also... I was going to say it rained in Florida, but Florida AM definitely controlled this game uh, yeah. from the get go. Uh, Prairie Valley, Prairie View, Prairie View had a great season, uh, but they were no match for, Not for really. the Rattlers here. Prairie View had a mediocre for them, season. Okay. It was for just them, better that's than a everyone great else season. in the SWAC West. <laughs> it's not just like be- an accomplishment <laughs> just because they went zero and four non-conference games <laughs> uh so i was about to say totally unexpected that we would have rain in florida also totally totally unexpected that the rattlers would win this game dominantly that's why we all picked the rattlers to win this game dominant because we just couldn't tell we couldn't predict this one at all so it will be florida a&m against howard in the Celebration Bowl. Looking forward to Howard winning this one miraculously for no reason. Because they're in the MEAC. Because that's how yes. that works. <laughs> Even the Florida AM looks legitimately really good. So, good for them. Good season. It is, I'm sorry it's over now. Because you're going to the Celebration Bowl. <laughs> we, we were not wrong. This game was wild. The Sun Belt title game. Uh, that crown fits perfectly on that logo. It I must really say. does. I know. <laughs> it is slightly distracting. Uh, but the Sun Belt title game, Troy wins back-to-back Sun Belt championships. 49-23 to is the final here. And the Trojans looked really good doing it. So I got to say a shout-out to Gunnar Watson because last year he was so perfectly – mediocre and then this year he's like one of the reasons that troy was able to win so much also uh 
running back for Troy, Kamani Vidal, broke the Sunbelt title game record for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Also, now has the record for rushing touchdowns in an FBS title game period, regardless of conference, because he ran for five touchdowns in this game and like over 250 yards. Love it. Insane stuff. Appalachian State couldn't stop him for nothing. 49-23, doesn't do it justice. Troy was all over him. I mean, wild things happen. There's the weird things when Appalachian State plays a game. Somebody's breaking records. Doesn't have to Uh, be for Appalachian State, but somebody's going to do something. (laughs) So the ACC championship game definitely happened. Uh, This was a top 15 game with two of the best defenses in on the East Coast. At least, I don't know how you want to describe it around the country. I know Louisville has been a surprisingly good defense most of the year. And Florida State held this offense for Louisville to shockingly low numbers. Uh, 16-6 to is your final score here as Florida State does win. First of all, that defense, Florida State, Deserve to be in the playoff on their own, on their regardless own. of what happened at, Florida, with, at quarterback. Uh, and I did not expect that. I legitimately picked Louisville to win this game. This was not a meme pick for me. This was a – I actually thought Louisville could run the ball against them, and then Louisville could not run the ball at all. I thought Louisville had a chance to potentially get some passing yards. Uh, didn't figure that out either. So <laughs> that's, that's tough. <laughs> Florida State – Went 13 and 0, won the ACC. Definitely deserved to be in the playoffs. I know we've talked about this several times already. I I think oh. the most frustrating thing for me is all the people that want to pump up the SEC, pump up the SEC, pump up the SEC. Oh well, Louisville just lost to a pedestrian Kentucky team. Well, then the SEC isn't that fucking good. Then a, a a pedestrian SEC opponent is not that fucking good if it's enough to knock FSU out of the playoffs. Who, by the way, FSU didn't fucking lose to him. Louisville did. Right. And also, Florida State beat LSU earlier in the year that people seem to forget about. And uh, no, people just think it's not that big of a deal. Equally pissed at the disrespect to Louisville here because for everyone to parade around saying that Florida State beating Louisville was no big deal. This is a top 15 team in the country with one of the better defenses in the power five and a running game that was no, no joke uh, with multiple running backs doing very well. And to, to point at this Louisville team as if they were scum and Florida state not running it up against them is a, some point of shame is equally ludicrous as saying Florida state should just not have Jordan Travis just shouldn't have gotten hurt. Then, if they want to be in the playoffs so bad, I'm gonna be honest. Gross. If Florida State gets up on Georgia, they're gonna run it up. They're gonna put as many points on the fucking board as possible. If if I'm Georgia, I don't want to play Florida State. I'm I'm afraid of that game. But there's there's also this fact: the SEC is such a good conference, right? Why did Florida State beat two SEC teams this year? They went two and zero against the the SEC alone. On the road for uh, one of them. I think Florida was at home. Well, LSU was oh, uh, no, a neutral site. Yeah, in, in, in Louisiana. Louisiana. So we'll call those both on the road. Good call. 
Like, I don't, I don't know what you want out of this Florida State team. I don't know. Actually, I do, and it's, it's yeah. a shame to the sport. But we're we're gonna put in an Alabama that was tied with USF at half. And let's face it, USF could have won that fucking game. It was only mm-hmm. seventeen to three. It took a miracle, a play that's been converted once in ninety-one fucking tries for them to beat Auburn, who fucking sucks this year. And oh, by the way, they beat Arkansas by two or three. Are you fucking kidding me? At both of those games, like that game and the USF game, we're at home. It, and they lost to Texas. It's it's brutal, man. Yeah. Uh, it's this is and there's no way to skate around it. This is about putting in the bigger market team to try and draw more viewers, which is why Doug and I are saying that now that to me, the, the Alabama Michigan is going to be a tough one because those have about equal fan bases. But that's why Texas is going to beat Washington is the NCAA. NCAA will find a way to make that happen. And it's sickening well, that we're sitting here talking effectively about the playoffs being fixed, but that's essentially what's what's happening. What's fucked up. And uh, like the other undefeated conference champion, Washington, they're not the, if you had to, if you had to pick between Washington and Florida state, who's the blue blood, blue, blue blood program, you're saying Florida state every time. So it's not like there is a lot of merit to that tug. I'm not saying it's meritless. It's a, it's a toss-up. I think Florida State gets the edge, but it's it's a close discussion. I would say it's, Washington. I would say Florida. Oh, because State. you hate the Pac-12, doesn't? So well, the Pac-12 well, hates the Pac-12. Hold on, but Clear. there's there's also this. You. you you now have to decide between Washington, Florida State. One of them has their star quarterback. The other no longer does. That's what the difference was. There. Doesn't fucking. It. Sh- I agree with you. It should not. It does not to me. I'm saying how it did to the committee. What's also funny to me with that quarterback discussion, the playoff committee saw how Brock Glenn played and were so terrified of it that they were convinced that Rodemaker was going to perform poorly the next game that they played because <laughs> he was going to be back. So, yeah, well, and here's the other thing, and we talked about this too. As good as Jordan Travis is, Rodemaker. Looked okay. Yep. Glenn looked fine. His fucking receivers dropped. I, they dropped. Fit. I was complaining about SIU dropping passes. It's nothing compared to what FSU did. They did not help that kid out at all. Oh, Holy man. shit! Look, look. The hands, the worst place to hit a receiver. Apparently, the the idea. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that the quarterback is the entire offense is absolutely asinine. If you don't believe me, just watch the Ben. I'm sorry, Chicago Bears. Like Justin Fields is doing everything he can out there, but there's nothing else there. Chicago Bears. (laughs) That's why I said I'm sorry, is I'm imploring people to watch the Chicago Bears to realize that it's not just another point quarterback that makes offense. Florida State's favor and against the quarterback only debate here. Uh, Tate Rodemaker and Brock uh, Glenn. Glenn, Brock Glenn, both had better stats. Than JJ McCarthy has in the past six games. So JJ McCarthy and these Michigan Wolverines win the Big Ten 26 to nothing because Iowa can't play football. Uh, no, they can't, they can't play, they can't play offense. offense. <laughs> True. I, honestly, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to like derail you completely. I thought about trying to find a way to make a prop bet of Blake Corum not scoring in this game because I was. He was only going to get in 
if they got close. I, I had enough faith in Iowa's defense to stop him, you know, not let him break one off. But, you know, then they allowed him to get to the four-yard line, and he punched it in because, yeah, so anybody I, can. I just want to say I called the betting lines on this. I told you to take the Michigan on the spread at minus 22.5, but to take the under on the minus 31 or on the uh, over-under of 31.5. Both hit. Well, it's not that revolutionary. We all knew that was exactly <laughs> what was going to happen. So appreciate the insight, but it, it was oh. – <laughs> to break the over, all I would need to do is to get two field goals. I'm not even going to require them to get a touchdown. Nah, that's impossible. asking way too fucking much. Though. It was actually very. It was actually pretty close for them to get a safety at one point, and they just couldn't pull that off either. So, uh, I couldn't bring myself to pick Michigan. I, I, and here's the thing: I respect I knew, that. I knew that I could have gotten a free point out of this. Because obviously, but college game day had my back on this. Uh, three of the five panelists picked Iowa as well, <laughs> just because it was funny, which I respect very much. Are, are we going two of the four and discounting Kirk Herbstreet? Uh, two of the three and discounting Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Des Howard. Speaking of game day, it was then it would then it would be three of three because. Uh, Pat McAfee, Theo Vaughn, and Lee Corso all picked Iowa. All right, there we go. <laughs> McAfee was on fucking fire Saturday. Have oh you seen God. the clip where he does the big reverse yeah. from Georgia? I watched it live. Oh, it was beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. All right, so this week, even after giving up my free point, I did not come in third. Uh, that spot is reserved for our, our lovely bug here uh, who had a bad time with those championships. We but fucking tied. We tied. Come on. Yeah, but I gave it to Tug because he's winning overall over you, uh, which means he's still in second place. I have the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker tie of being better in previous weeks. I love uh, how we all have the same meme right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me pulling off the meme of just not picking Michigan and not picking Florida State and still winning. <laughs> well, this I week did absolutely nothing for our overall standings <laughs> at all. Uh, Doug gets another game on me, I suppose. Yep. That's what it's all about, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> and I'm notoriously bad at picking bowl games. I can't wait. So let's talk about a couple of draft prospects to look out for. Starting us off here with a center for Tulane, Sincere Hainsworth. Uh, you may notice, if you're an eagle-eyed viewer, both of those run block, run block and pass block grades went up this season after this championship game performance. Overall, pretty good. I really, when I watched this game, I saw one instance where it looked like he missed a block and let a guy through. That did show up as a pressure on his overall stats. Also, I don't really blame him for it because it was like two minutes left in the fourth quarter and SMU sent seven guys, three of them right up the middle. So, yeah, he missed one of them, but hard to blame him. Uh, you mean he doesn't I have a third arm? 
I want my center to block three guys at once, damn it. He might have a third leg, but not three arms. <laughs> <Ayo. laughs> uh, Sincere Hainsworth is one of the most seasoned veteran centers you can find in this draft class. He is not your prototypical size, necessarily. You might want two more inches on him. You might want so to know, speak. 10, 15, 20 more pounds of muscle on him. Uh, he doesn't have that, but he has versatility. He has experience and he has leadership capabilities. I would be very happy to add this kind of a guy to a locker room. I'm not sure that he gets drafted right now. Kind of need him to go through some physical testing, check out that the strength and agility, maybe get him into one of the senior bowls out there. Not just the senior bowl, but you know, East West Shrine Bowl, one of the one of the ones in Hawaii, that kind of a a, a game to just show off what he can do and get some reps against other defensive tackles with Scott's eyes on him. I love this guy. If nothing else, hopefully we get him in that joint USFL, XFL, whatever it is going to be coming I, up. I, might... I wish I had news for you. I don't. I'll just jump out ahead <laughs> of that now. I don't have any news for you. This is the type of guy watching the way he plays, the way he grades out. Um, I would like to see him get a flyer invite to the combine. I know that's probably not going to happen without a senior bowl appearance, but this is the type of guy that the combine is built for somebody that he's on the fringe. He is draftable based on what you see, but you want to see the, those physical traits as well that you don't yeah. really get to see on a day-to-day basis on the field. I don't know if it's going to happen. I know combine combine invites are limited, but this is definitely one of the things that I would, one of the players that I would like to see there. At least one of the guys who might light it up at the pro day kind of a deal. Yeah. Looking forward to that. On the defensive side of the ball, I went with Brandon Dorless, and I'm kicking myself because this was uh, a fine enough week for Brandon Dorless. But the guy I was originally going to take from Oregon was their center, <laughs> Jackson Powers, who almost had a big man touchdown, and that would have been way more fun to talk about. But instead, we're talking about Brandon Dorless who played fine enough, but didn't really do anything statistically. Just like, yeah, he set the edge really well a few times. I noticed that he was in position when he needed to be, but a lot of the times Washington didn't run to his side of the ball. And I don't think that's anything the Washington game playing against him. I think it's more that he was being moved to the off side of the play. Uh, which happens as well. That speaks a lot about how he is as a player, though. If you're running him to the weak side of that line, that means you're trusting him to do a lot of what needs to be True. done without much help. So that really speaks True. to what he can do on the field. Right, right. And I was about to say, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, you know, it. you're not looking at him as the elite, the go-to edge rusher, but you need him in order to run your defense. So this is a mid-late round guy. Look out for him on the edge somewhere. I've seen him as high as early day two. I don't buy that right now. But we'll see going into draft season. And uh, this is the kind of guy who ends up with a nice NFL career that you probably forget about (laughs) a a year after he retires. But he's going to make some millions. Don't feel too bad for him. 
as long as you don't get that CTE, right? Well, that comes after retirement, after he's exactly. made his million. Exactly, and he can afford to recover. <laughs> then he goes and starts his new own uh, arena football league and doesn't pay any of the players or teams. Hell right, and then tweets about his dick all day, <laughs> AB style. <laughs> Gotta love it. What What are we doing right now? We're talking about D-Ray. Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. Be a fucking terrified. weirdo. <laughs> If you not, if we're you talking not about Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown on, on X. Terrified. It's no, I, I, I don't, I don't. What, what? It's what did he do? It's a sight to behold. He tweets about some random shit about his dick like every day. <laughs> he makes jokes. They're the worst jokes of all time, and they're usually about something related to his penis. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The dude is insane. He also has taken CTE as like his personal motto, and he let's catch the energy. <laughs> Is it the Tism energy? Seems that way. Ben's just watching us right now get canceled on live air. Hey, it's not our fault that Antonio Brown posts random dumbass shit on X, which I still hate the way that sounds. If yeah, he want, if he wants to come on the show, though, I'll have a good time and talk with him. I mean, that would be entertaining. <laughs> if nothing else, that be some entertaining as shit. Uh, <laughs> oh man! But I right, think Doug, that's all we have for the show. Oh, homie is wearing a Packers jersey at the Bengals Jaguars game. That's not right. Anyway, why are you watching NFL football? That's fucking gross. Get out I'm here. not. Once we're done here, I'm going to go continue playing NCAA. Okay, that's allowed. I just you won a national say. championship with Memphis. Nice. I've I've been playing retro oh, bowl yeah. college, and I jumped down. I won three straight national titles with Hawaii, and I jumped back down to Eastern Kentucky. And won a national championship, and then I jumped back up to Western Kentucky. I'm going to get those directional Kentucky schools, some natties, <laughs> with my head coach, Tate Martell. Remember him? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Mr. Transfer Portal himself. <laughs> well, exactly. So I'm transferring as a coach, too. All right, I'm going to go get our links before we get derailed anymore. We have our x.com slash btfootball, patreon.com slash btfootball, facebook.com slash btfootball, instagram.com slash bt underscore football, twitch.tv slash big dudes in the trenches, youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches. Our Discord will be linked below. We have our mailbox at btfootball.com and, of course, btfootball.com. Everything Boo. will be linked below, including our Discord. Boo. Boo me all day. Boo. Okay. Boo. Hey. Boo. What do you give a Christmas tree with bra- bad breath? Um, a candy cane? No. Ornaments. Damn it, Bug. All I told you to hold up. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was almost clearly, there. <laughs> clearly all the time we have in the show today. Thank you for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win a game.